0: And welcome back to another episode of The Common Man. Now, the AFL environment is altering as fast as Usain Bolt's last 30 metres at the moment. And with it, The Common Man have returned for back-to-back episodes. So get excited. This week, we will be avoiding talk about anything that's too time-precious, as we want our words to still be slightly relevant at the time of episode release. Now, the events of the last week have me in such a spin that I have resorted to a random episode. Adjective generator to help introduce the rest of the team today. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this. You can find anything random generator-wise on the net. So, joining me as always, we have Nick Fuzzy Ford. Hey, 40. Fuzzy. Yeah, hey, fuzzy. It's
1: my new nickname, is it? My hair's that's a bit what, fuzzy at the moment. That's what came up.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I spun, and there you are, fuzzy. And I was like, well, I can see that. Yeah, that that works out well. well.
1: Yep, fine. Yep.
0: Good. Okay, and of course, uh, sitting alongside us, who can forget the fanatical West Coast Eagle? It is <laughs> filthy friendy. Filthy
1: friendy.
0: <laughs>
2: G'day horse. Hey horse horse. I, I'm just going to jump in here because uh, I've I've had a viewer, or not a viewer, but it's one of our main listeners, very <laughs> close to your heart, has uh, sent in a request to ask you about a bird incident that happened to you the other day. You may not be oh, aware of this, but, uh, but we right. don't know either. But could you
0: elaborate a bit on what that means? Uh, yeah, sure. Sh- yep, sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you guys are uh, aware of this, but um, I have a, a bird phobia. <laughs> okay. It's a real thing. I, yeah. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I can't handle birds. Uh, the beaks really freak me out. Um, e- eagles, hawks, exactly. crows, swans, uh, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I've had that since, since I was a child. Um, this fear of being pecked to death. And um, the other day, whilst my wife was at work, so thanks, Chloe, for dobbing me in about this one. Yeah, shout out Chloe Horstead. <laughs> uh, while I was while I was at home with the kids we were outside playing and my youngest one went wandering around the side of the house. And when I came back, I'd left this side door open on our back deck and two birds had flown into our living room. I still have the nightmares about this. I didn't know what to do. They were banging up against the window inside the house. They couldn't get their way out. And they were pooping all over our dining room table (laughs) Um, for a, a good solid five to 10 minutes. One of them, one of them got out pretty quickly, but the other one didn't move. Uh, so being a good father, pulled in to shoo it out. <laughs> <laughs> good horse. So shout out to Finn. Thanks for that.
1: Good on you, Finn.
0: Um, he, he jumped in and was shouting at, at the bird, shoo, shoe, get out of my house. Get out of my house. And I was banging on the window. Uh, yeah. Outside. <laughs> outside. I was outside. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, time is ticking. <laughs> So, we should probably (laughs) tee off here and get set for another episode of The Common Man.
1: How convenient.
0: (laughs) This month in sport. Well, it's all happening in the AFL again. Border alerts have games being changed this way and that. We have a new round six and seven announced at the start of last week. And then, of course, later on in the week, there was the announcement of new hubs that has seen all Victorian teams flee our state quicker than OJ Simpson down the 91 freeway. Forty, with all this change, do you still think the season is going to reach a conclusion?
1: I think so, Horse. I think that uh, they'll do whatever it takes, uh, a.k.a. Essendon, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I was earlier in the, uh, this, well, a few episodes ago, I think we talked about Victorians having a, a bit of an advantage being most of the games in Victoria. Now it's uh, how the uh, tables have turned, horse.
0: Oh, how they have turned. Yes, no, it, it's the complete opposite now. And they're saying so like 32 days minimum, probably five rounds of football at least, all Victorian teams won't be playing in Victoria. Geelong has got a home game against Brisbane in Sydney next week.
1: At the SCG. Yeah. Yeah. And then following the
0: that, Geelong's got a home game against Collingwood at Optus Stadium.
1: So yeah, that's great place a, there.
0: That's working out really <laughs> well for us. There might and be it, a few fans there, Friendy. There, there, um,
2: there are a lot of Geelong and Collingwood supporters in WA. So There it will you be, go. You know, so there you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: Well, good um, on them. Yeah, they probably haven't had the chance to attend a, a Geelong home game for a few years. So they're going to enjoy that luxury while we'll sit at home and watch from afar again.
2: Well, now, my mum, my shout out to Lynn Friend, is a big Geelong Cats fan, so I'm sure she'll get along to the game. So there you go. Excellent. What
1: happened to you, Friendy? then? What happened to you?
2: No, nah, my, my, my father was too influential, 40.
1: <laughs> on all the boys?
2: Uh, on, all, on all of us. Yeah. So, oh, Paul in. I married a, Paul in. I'm married a Geelong supporter. My mum's a Geelong supporter, but that's as far as as far as it goes.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, now the other the other reason I keep bringing up this idea of a conclusion is the fact that you know players are now suggesting that they might not actually go into the hub. Do you think there will be any players, any that won't go into the hub? Ironically, while we were recording this episode of the Common Man, Neil Baum was saying on radio that there will be a number of players from Richmond not going into the hub.
2: I actually think, yeah, there will be some that will stay home um, and not be able to do it. And and that could be for a range of reasons. Um, I think the main one is family. And again, I think kind of like what we are talking about last episode with the NBA, you can't... I don't think you can shoot someone in the foot if they choose to stay home or for whatever reason it is. There there won't be many that will say no, but I think there will be some.
1: Opposite to what Eddie McGuire thinks, uh, friend. Opposite to what oh, BT Eddie. thinks as well. BT had an yeah. impassioned speech. Yes, they both were very much. If you don't play, you are letting the team down. This letting the your letting your the
0: competition.
1: Yeah, what, letting, letting, the Australia down. Down. <laughs> letting Australia down. Letting Australia down, guys. Let's oh, go oh. even further.
2: Yeah. And look, I, I, don't, I actually don't even know where I sit on it because we're, we're in a, uh, a situation where at the moment, Victoria is in an absolute uh, dire straight situation oh, wow. with, with, with COVID-19 running rampant at the moment. I just don't think you can, you can, you can make those sort of statements or you know, suggest that players should do this or that because we're, we're all going through something
1: that we've never gone through. They did make those statements and they were very <laughs> passionate about them.
2: And, and, so, and that's, what I, that's what I'm saying though, Ford, is I don't uh, think you, you can make those in, in this sort of situation. Yeah, they've said it, but that's that's just probably them just getting a little bit passionate, which is great. You love the passion, but um, you know, there's, yeah, there's no there's no right or wrong, I don't think.
0: No, I agree. A few episodes ago, I actually said as a person with a young family how hard it would be and we didn't sign up. You know, the AFL players didn't sign up to have months out of home at, as opposed to cricketers or tennis players who know, you know, that's part of the deal. Yet, I can still see BT and... Oh, I'm not going to say I can see Eddie McGuire's point. I just don't want to be... You, you know, don't want to mention Eddie. I here. don't know. <laughs> uh, at least, at least not yet. Said something but I, I do well. see BT's point if they're saying, you know, the actual competition's hanging in the balance here. If they can't afford to get the games going they lose out on the tv rights people are losing jobs like yeah i can see that point now as well i think there's a
1: snowball effect isn't there If, if one player maybe starts stepping out then a few more and then there becomes a domino effect there's a fear there i think that um then you're not having the best players playing and yeah, that's, and that's, that's probably where those statements are coming from.
2: And that's true. But I, I don't think too many of uh the players who are gonna be hubbing in Noosa will be saying <laughs> no to that area because no. what a place what a place to go for uh for
1: your hub. <laughs> I think the Victorians would be very happy to be in a little bit warmer weather. <laughs> that's right.
0: Although we do need some clarification because I don't think it's like a holiday. Uh, I don't think they'll be floating about <laughs> that's, that's going down true. for a morning <laughs> coffee or walk on the beach. Come on, man.
1: <laughs> down wet and you know, wild. Yeah. A, a I feel like it's, Water Brothers.
0: it's more inclined to be like a low security prison you know, where all the white collar criminals go. But, you know, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see.
2: I think uh, Victorians have officially taken the crown of the most hated state in Australia right now. So I don't think anyone that goes to these hubs will be wanting to be uh, anywhere near the public because who knows what's going to get said to Victorians outside of the state.
0: Yes, that is very (laughs) true. Now we should probably keep moving with more AFL news. Unfortunately, Matt Rowe was on track for the Brownlow Rising Star double until a ferocious Brandon Parfit tackle put his season on hold. It's sort of the reverse of uh, Zion in the NBA. So who can stand up to take the Rising Star crown if Raoul misses an extended period of time? Friendy, any suggestions?
2: yeah big blow for Gold Coast you know I thought once he went down you got i think you guys were up twenty seven seven I could be wrong, but um I thought you guys were just going to run over the top with them, but they came back they the gold Coast a young, fun side to watch um with the the big skinny forward who they've got Ben King I think is a yep. second year yep. player he is great to watch but I think they the showed one, some
1: heart didn't they Friendy? they did they absolutely but heart.
2: but the one to look out for uh, from from GWS is is young Tom Green he's looking the goods he was uh, the rising star last week and, he was um, in, in his a,
0: second his, game
2: second game so if he uh, look if he can keep going the way he's been playing too he's probably the one to watch for the rising star now considering Rao's going to be out for the next six or so weeks
0: what about his Best mate, Noah Anderson. He's uh, putting some solid football together as well at the start of his career.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it just shows that when you play with your mates, you, you tend to step up and enjoy playing the sport that you love. I think this is the proof <laughs> in the pudding that no matter what happens, as long as you've got a mate with you, you're all good to go.
0: Mates <laughs> who play together, stay together. Stay well, together.
2: Well, according to our reports, there, there's some uh, re-signing. It's happening very soon with the Gold Coast Footy Club. So, Well, there you go. Watch this space.
0: It is a watch this space because there has been rumours or talk about whether or not Ben King would stick around with his Mm. brother, Max, now playing some good football down at St Kilda if they would want to be reunited. Because you know what they say, bros who play together, stay together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, indulge us for a few minutes here, please, Friendy. Forty and I need to acknowledge that the biggest milestone game in Geelong history was played on the weekend to a crowd of no one when Joel played his 300th and Gaz became the 17th person in history to play 350 games. Obviously we want to congratulate these two champions of the game and of the club that 40 and I support. 40, can you give us your favourite Gaz moment
1: in history? Favourite Gaz moment? There's so many to name. It's hard to have your one favourite, but I, Just those uh, miraculous goals in that right pocket down at uh, Kadinha Park just kicking on the boundary. Gee, that was pretty special and he kicked one as well for uh, when he was playing for the Gold Coast. Incredible goal that uh, lifted the Geelong crowd even though he's playing for the opposition but a much loved son of Geelong Football Club. But two Brownlows, two premierships could have been three but obviously he decided to go to Gold Coast. There's so many uh, but what a guy. 350 games and he's probably potentially maybe might have one more season. I don't know. This he might want to go out in a high this year. Pretty odd funny year to go out on. That's unfortunate. But I yeah. think when they were going off the ground, Joel Salwood was on just saying how weird it was. And that's probably a good summarization of this year of yep, AFL. For
0: sure. Now they did ask Gaz As how long he had left, and he said about six months. He was uh, quite adamant <laughs> at the moment. He's got six months left in him, and jo- gas, Joel might have four to That's five years. Is what he? I, I don't <laughs> think he. I don't think he can. His body can handle another four to five years. I do have to throw in my favourite Gaz moment was the two thousand seven yes. prelim final. That snap in the last quarter, when mm. Dennis Cometti says, "Cometh the hour, cometh the man, son of the man." Um, yeah. but I was there <laughs> at the time. I was down the other end. Uh, it was the loudest game that I've ever been to. 97,000 fans. Against Collingwood. Uh, it was. 97,000 fans. The difference being, you know, how they call the preliminary final, like the People's Weekend. You know, because mm. these were all members. There was no corporates mm. in there. And mm. even I remember before the game, there was so many Collingwood supporters there. And um, I went down, to the, uh, went down to the urinal for a nervous wee before the start of the game
1: and That's my the mate, smell I of footy there. right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was, I was there with a mate, uh, Robbie shout out to Robbie Spicer. And we were, you know, a good social distance apart. <laughs> and um I had my headphones in, I was listening <laughs> to the pregame and I came out and Robbie's like, Oh, that was lucky. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, and he said, Oh, didn't you hear those, those Collingwood supporters in there? And I said, i got no idea, mate. And he said, Oh, they were saying, who do, who do we want to fight first tonight? And one of them said, what about those two over there? And you were just like, Doo, do, 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 not paying attention at all. And we walked out and Robbie was like, I thought they were going to go us. So Could have been okay. a memorable night for more than one well, reason. Yeah. More ways than one. Hey, friendy. As a, as a opposition supporter, do you have a favourite Joel Salwood moment that doesn't involve him ducking his head? Because I, I just remember... <laughs> cut you off at the at the corner there because I feel like that's what you're going to have a go about.
2: No, no, no. I, I I will start off by saying both of them are absolute superstars of the game. Um Legends. Gary Gary a little bit higher um than than jo- Joel but not, not by much. Um look, a, as a West Coast supporter, I've had the privilege of having two Selwoods in my team and mm-hmm. any team with a Selwood, you just feel good about life. Um <laughs> look Joel Selwood Joel Selwood is up there with, you know, the Glen Archers of the toughest footy players of all time. Sure. Um, you know, he's had that many head knocks and bruises, but he still keep, Like, I would not be surprised if he goes another four years because he just keeps getting up each week. Um, yep. He's played 300 games now, and I would love to know yep. what the winning percentage of that is. I think he's the luckiest football player going around <laughs> too. Um, mm. You know, he, he hasn't lost too Ooh. many games and a career that you're going to look back on and go, you know what, I, 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 I got pretty lucky. You know, anyone that's had yep. to play for Freeman, like Matthew Pavlich, most unluckiest player of all time, probably. Um, but,
0: uh, I'll throw yeah. another name uh, out there. Cade Simpson, yep. actually relevant because this week he became the person who's lost the most AFL games in history. 208. Wow. 208 wow. games. No one has lost more than him. <laughs> oh,
2: my. Could you imagine? How many, so how
0: many games has he played? He's played over 300. Three hundred and twenty-six at time of recording. There, Matt. It'd be like three hundred and thirty, I think, maybe somewhere thereabouts. So basically, two thirds of the games that you play, you lose.
1: Mm. Wow! And speaking of games, Joel Salwood, he will go down in make the all-time leading games played player at Geelong. Surely, a couple more seasons, three seasons, and he's uh, going to overtake have a very unbeatable Boris. Boris, 330-something, I think. 332 at the time of recording, they're 40. Although, because he's retired, I'm not quite sure why I said at the time of recording. Boris is the leading games played player at Geelong, so he'll have that easily in a couple of years. Yep. yep.
0: And of course, if Gaz had never left for the Gold Coast, it would be him right now. Mm.
2: It, it, it does show you though that um you know because like i look at west coast again i love bringing west coast in just whenever i can but there's been no player that has played 300 games for west coast so i wonder if the travel plays effect in that it must do um but culture, I think when you're, culture maybe you're right <laughs> um,
1: but it's, sorry for i had to go there <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was, West Coast I looked, is a good club. It's a good I
2: wouldn't club. look too far past your own club um, from time to time, but um, oh. yeah, I just uh, yeah, I, I find it interesting that not one West Coast player has played 300 games. Um, maybe it's and the that is, hard mm. surface
0: at Optus Stadium.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe, and maybe it's
0: just hard or the wacker. It's just
2: hard. The ticker. <laughs> oh, look, I would have, liked, I would have liked Chris Judd to have played 300 games for us, but we'll move on from that.
0: We'll move on. Now, we wouldn't be doing our job as journalists, which we're not, if we didn't mention (laughs) Steel Sidebottom's COVID errors last week and the subsequent four-week suspension. King Eddie Maguire has come out and said the penalty was not in line with the others caught out for COVID discrepancies. Yet on April 29th, Eddie exclaimed to the world on Footy Classified that the next person who broke the COVID rules... Should be fined $100,000 and suspended for the season. Friendy, is there a bigger hypocrite in Australian sport than Eddie Maguire? It's oh, a
2: brilliant question, horse. And uh, <laughs> I, I think the safe answer is no. Although I reckon David Kosh from Port Adelaide would be a close second. Koshy, he, he close <laughs> up there.
1: And, and funnily enough, they're very similar you know, teams in terms of even the colours that they wear. With, oh, uh, true. Old true. stripes. And also old, media the personalities. The prison bars. Presidents in yes. the media. Mm. I think but,
2: every professional sport needs an Eddie Maguire, though. He brings a lot to the game.
1: We love Eddie. There's, he's given a lot to the game. But when it comes to things of Collingwood, let's just say he can be very hypocritical, one-sided. Oh, yes. But you want your president coming into that for you. But, uh, yeah. Eddie, Eddie does leave a lot to be desired, hey?
0: <laughs> yes. Funnily enough, the president's hat and the journalist hat are two completely different hats. And sometimes he gets confused as to which ones he should be wearing. And he clearly has, by now, realised that you can't shove both of them on your head at the one time. He tries to, though. He well, he doesn't try. He does. He claims. He does put both on. He claims. He claims to, but clearly he's always got one side that he's leaning to when he's asking his questions.
2: I, I used to love it when uh, Channel Nine used to have the footy, and he would commentate Collingwood games. It was it was the most. <laughs> it it was, get frustrated when
1: things went the wrong. Worst.
2: It was the worst. <laughs> it was so good.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was listening to James Brayshaw when he was commentating the the last North Melbourne game, I think, mm. and and I felt actually. Brayshaw is not like Eddie. He was not really barracking. He doesn't like. He's pretty good he at staying is unbiased. Very good. Yeah, he's
1: very good in terms of keeping neutral, isn't he? Horse, like he obviously, yeah, yeah president. But he's one of my favourite commentators in general.
0: Yeah, I think he does a great job. Okay, time for some tennis. Oh, this is a, this is a good this one to chat one. about. Ooh. Now, the men's tennis tour is quickly getting a reputation as the Zoolander equivalent of world <laughs> sport. And I'd like to thank Will Swanson from The Australian for that reference. Shortly after apologising for a sweaty dance vest during the Adria tour organised by Novak Djokovic, Alexander Zverev appeared, reappeared sorry, in another similar video, getting his groove on only days later. Now, this has led to even Nick Kyrgios calling him out for his stupidity, which I think (laughs) is saying something. Randy, another tough one for you. If you were the head of PR for the ATP, how would you turn this around?
2: Well, uh, well, first of all, I love your Zoolander reference because I think um, that Djokovic and Ben Stiller do look a little similar. So, you know, there, there's the cast right there. And um, Zverev and Owen Wilson could be the, the like for like in that situation. Um, mm. So, yeah, look, I don't know. I I, I think um, yeah, they're obviously very naive to the situation of what's going on. Um, I think what I love about Kyrgios, though, I mean, I know he's a very much sort of loved, hated sort of player. Mm. You love him or you hate him or both, both all at the same time. He, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he, he, does, uh, he does call things out. You know, maybe he needs to call some of his own actions out from time to time <laughs> as well. But look, I think they, they, I don't know, they need to work out what's going on because they're, they're not setting any form of good standard um, at all at the moment. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there needs to be some big fines in what's happened with that.
0: Has there been fines already? I don't, I don't know if there has been fines. I, this was tomorrow. an invitational event. And it was. Yeah, so it wasn't an ATP Tour. it wasn't going to their rankings or anything like that. Um, yeah. It was just a chance for them to... Exhibition. Yeah, have a sweaty dance fest together. But, you know,
1: <laughs> Novak Djokovic he has to be awarded the 2020 Muppet of the Year Award. <laughs> like
0: First runner-up, Rudy Gobert for his crazy microphone grabbing. That means our Muppet of the Year for 2020 is Novak Djokovic. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, in these times, he's yeah he's Four players have been infected, including Novak, including his wife. His wife, yeah. Yeah, just ridiculous. And I don't mind uh, Nick having a bit of a crack, but, mate, let's look at your own back paddock first, Nick. <laughs> yeah, be a hypocrite. We talk about hypocrites. That's <laughs> a little bit of hypocritical from Nick Kyrgios. Now, we'll back you because you're an Aussie. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, Nick. You know better. You know, but uh, I love the little Twitter spat between Boris Becker and Nick Kirios horse. That was quite funny, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very funny. You yeah? know, back and forth, uh, Boris Becker calling him a rat. Don't calling out other players, shouldn't be doing that. Um, Kyrgios goes back and calls him a donut. <laughs> and it says, "And I'll quote, Kyrgios quote, Boris Becker is a bigger donut than I thought. Can hit a volley. Obviously not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, Kyrgios, come on, mate. <laughs> I mean, again, we'll back you because you're an Aussie, but yeah. Forty, 40
2: uh, question on the spot here. What, what kind of uh, Daniel's donut would, uh, would, would, would Becker be?
1: Well, I'd probably go a um, custard-filled one because currently he's got peroxide hair. So I think that oh, would yeah. go in with the theme. And he's probably a little bit, maybe he's a bit soft too. So we'll go with the custard-filled yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel's I think, donut. I think that's a good oh. one.
2: I like it. I like it. And, and is Nick Kyrgios, is he today's version of John McEnroe? McEnroe actually won things, didn't he? <laughs> no, no <laughs> I'm, I'm, be- I'm believing that Kyrgios is going to come good.
1: Yeah. He's
0: hoping. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think Kyrgios has the dedication to the sport to actually achieve and, and reach his potential in the sport. Because I feel like he would choose good party and some Daniels donuts over a training session <laughs> and, and a bit of social basketball in Canberra, which
2: you did last year. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's a Boston Celtic man. I look, you know, again, that's, that's something I like about him, but there's a, there's a lot of any things that uh, I'm not too fond of.
0: Does love a Twitter feud as well. He's quite he entertaining. Does. He is yeah, quite it's entertaining.
1: Yeah. So let's call him a donut. eh?
0: Now we've covered some AFL. We've had a look at some tennis, but 40, 40- There's been some other headlines that we haven't touched on in this segment. Can you run
1: through a few of those? Absolutely. And uh, boys, soccer, obviously, Australian Soccer 2023 World Cup. Oh, yes. Australia and New Zealand have won the rights to the 2023 Women's Football World Cup. Now, guys, the women have been able to do what the men weren't able to at a fraction of the price. Uh, remember when we put in that bid for $46 million just to try to get that extra vote? And uh, we all know how that played out. Uh, former FIFA boss, Sepp Blatter, said, this is about Australia's bid for 2022 Football World Cup bid back in 2018. And I quote Sepp, the great man, Well, I'm not sure he's a great man, <laughs> Australia had no chance. Not a chance. Never. Now, if there's any person that can be called a donut headset bladder boys. 2023 women's world cup what are we are we excited about that
2: what, what i'm excited about about this is this arguably could be the biggest sporting event that australia has ever hosted
0: the olympics
2: well i'm just i'm i'm just <laughs> That's looking a at a really big stat- one there horse yeah. I'm, I'm talk- <laughs> and ho- horse I'm, I'm i agree with you in, in one sense but i'm talking about i'm talking about viewers the World Cup last year, the Women's World Cup, had almost a billion viewers. That's insane. Now, I haven't checked the Olympic, Olympic views,
0: but that is well, huge. Well, that's, that's something I'll do uh, after recording <laughs> and insert <laughs> it. And we'll have a, a, more, a right. comparison. <laughs> Indeed, we will. And what we'd find was the Olympics has an average audience on the TV of 3.2 billion people worldwide, over three times the Women's World Cup. But it is still... An impressive, impressive TV audience watching the Women's World Cup.
1: Oh, I hope hope I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the Australian women, top top four or five teams. So uh, we've got a very good chance of taking out the 2023 World Cup. Well, boys, uh, there's a controversy that's come out. Uh, Netball. uh, It's a beloved game. uh, One of the most popular games in Australia. And uh, there's been an introduction of what they call a super shot. That's worth two points. Now, no consultation, no collaboration. It's an absolute outrage. So it's this not sponsored deb- by Mountain Dew? No. No Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the super shot, the mountain shot. Is that what you're thinking, horse?
0: No, no. Well, the NBA, the three-point competition. Remember they had the, the Mountain Dew, whatever, Code Red shots where no. they, they were like the... I do remember that, yes. It was actually called the Mountain Dew Zone. Two locations positioned equidistant between the traditional racks at the top of the three point arc and the adjacent wing rack. They were located six feet behind the three point line and were worth three points in the three point competition. They introduced yeah. it basically, Mountain Dew paid to take over the NBA three point contest, and it was, you know, ridiculous shots from just inside the half court that were now worth two or three points. And yeah, I just thought maybe they got their hands on netball as well.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe this is an example of the corporatization of sport in general now, but it's an absolute outrage. And uh, for me, I never played netball, but I appreciate the game. I remember back in my GFL senior day, senior playing days, uh, many, many moons ago, uh, horse. We would, at halftime in the twos, we'd go and watch the netballs and support the girls because it wasn't just a football club. It was a football and netball club. And so uh, we were very much uh, very supportive as a club. And uh, so I never really knew what, how to play the game. I know you've played a little bit, friendy But I would have thought, normally when you want to make a radical rule change, first you bring it to the competition committee. Debate the change and then maybe bring it to the players association because maybe the players who are going to be bound by this rule actually might have some practical (laughs) suggestions about its application. (laughs) 40,
2: 40. 40. One thing, I've played a little, I've dabbled in a little bit of netball in my time and and quite enjoy it.
0: Wing defense? No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that position.
2: Get very frustrated at the same time because the rules just are crazy. But in saying that, 40, this is a big call here. I don't think I have ever agreed with you more about something in my life. Wow, it is, that is, it is a huge call. It is wrong. What they're Absol- doing is is wrong. Like well, it, it's this is not a, this is not a league. This is not a league where you can just go or a sport where you can say, ah, you know what, we're just going to completely change the game. Like I just think, I just think about I think about all those New Zealand Australian games where you watch and they're always one or two goals between them. Yes. A two pointer changes oh, everything. It is, it is wrong. Like massive. it is wrong.
1: Start is a this the word, word of the year yeah I think, Debacle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just love it. <laughs> oh, horse. He's all about the Why silver not? shot. Oh, I'm a, horse. I'm, I, I enjoy a three-point <laughs> shot. That's what we've bought in. It should really, maybe if it was one and a half, it uh, would be the equivalent. I do understand that, you know, making it worth twice as much, but how many of these are actually going to be hit? How many
1: people are going to be jacking up the two-point? Well, how far, how um, far out is it, Ford? It's that you know the circle? A circle where you know you can only shoot in. Well now if you shoot outside of that, it's gonna be a like a three-point line that if yeah, you yeah, shoot okay. behind that line, it's two yep. points. Now, horse, uh, Diamonds Captain Caitlin Bassett might not agree with you. She calls it insane, and I agree with her. It's an absolute <laughs> cause and uproar. And that's this is fine. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, You know, and that's fine. And it probably it probably
0: lends itself more to how much I'm no offense, I don't follow netball, so I like the idea of a it's big two-pointer. Game. It's jacking up a
1: massive two-pointer. Good on him. You just you just don't <laughs> change the rules like this. This is this is a dictatorship. This is, I know this is a, it's, it's like,
0: it's like um, if they removed, you know, twenty percent of the quarters for netball, and then they changed rules on positioning and. You know,
1: where people yes. could and couldn't stand. And oh, like, wouldn't Of course, be- if I could get out of my seat, I would. But you would you <laughs> crack at me because I'd be away from my microphone. <laughs> like, <this is laughs> get out of your seat moment. This is,
2: this is like, this is like uh, AFL a few years ago in the NAB pre-season tournament where they made past 50 metres nine points. Remember when they were doing all that? <laughs> they oh. love it.
0: That is the super goal.
2: <laughs> the super goal.
0: <laughs> now They've gone and super goal the, AF, uh, the, the netball.
1: Good on him. <laughs> I know. Oh, but it, wasn't <laughs> double, it wasn't double the value. <laughs> but uh, we love the we love netball. It, Australia, in my view, obviously the best team in the world. We lost the World Cup championships to New Zealand, but we've got to protect the integrity of the game, uh, Freddie, I know you're a traditionalist, but speaking of tradition, ICC cricket, there's been a report now. they are now allowing sponsors on oh. test cricket jerseys. Now, first, it was the names and numbers on the back of the test shirts, which uh, Adam Gilchrist and Brett Lee said it looked ridiculous. But now we're allowing sponsors' logos.
2: You're kidding me! Them.
1: It threatens to have the game's traditionalists up in arms. Friendy, you're a traditionalist. I know. Why are your we're arms still down, Friendy? <laughs> <laughs> they should look, be up look, in look. the
0: air.
2: Okay, 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 okay. Hey, let's let's just let's just let's just take a breath calm things down a little bit um, i'm fired up friendly i'm fired so, up <laughs> what, what what i will say what i will say is i actually i actually uh, don't mind okay as it, from a tradition I don't, I don't mind the names in the back because i think every kid growing up you want to wear your your favorite player's jersey so I remember when, when I was growing up, I would always buy a one day shirt because mm. I wanted Ricky Ponting. I wanted to wear Ricky Ponting's number fourteen with Ponting on the back. So from a test point of view, I think it helps with people buying test shirts and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff and, and whatnot.
1: Um, so would you walk around stuff, with a I, uh, Would you walk around with a white jersey around with a number on the back? I think I would now. Going. I would now.
0: Forty, you uh, it- you sounded very English then. I
1: did a little bit. <laughs>
0: Would you walk around with a white jersey with so, a number on its back?
1: I, I occasionally dabble in a little bit of. In English,
2: terms of but... in terms of sponsorship, because like they already have, they already wear sponsors. Like whether you know, sometimes they have VB or something. Yes, but, off,
1: but like, let's, what, what are we let's talk about this. It's a small logo on the front, and then the other arms. Yeah. arms You've got the uh, the yep. emblem, the the coat, mm. of, coat arms. of arms. Coat of arms. Yep. Now this is an approval for what they're saying, and I quote: "A thirty-two square inch logo across the front." of the test shirts for any horse and sweaters for the next 12 months. Now they're going to give it a go. It's, uh, you know, it's, so there was obviously a small logo. And in the past, we've had some sponsors. Uh, can you remember? We've had orange three. Uh, what else have we three. had? We've had the <laughs> three, the big three. I'd, we've got Good a at energy at the moment. Um, hey, here's, what,
2: here's what I'll say for it is um, I think cricket, we have to understand, like we put the emotion to the side like test cricket, which is my favorite format of cricket still, is unfortunately, I I don't know how how strong it is in terms of, like they they say that who knows if test is going to be in the next 10, 20 years. You've got to start. No, 40, I I am with you because I love test cricket and I'd watch every ball of every day of every test. But they have to start thinking about ways to engage people more, in whatever it takes. And this is going to bring more money in to help maybe make it a bit more exciting. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but they have to try something. I think that's, that's where I'm trying to see where they're going with this.
1: And I think I I see what you're saying. I think this begins uh, a corporatization as we talked about netball of our beloved games. Um, I think maybe some, surely there's some other ways horse that we could highlight our sponsors. Maybe, Hey, I'm going to go get some money out of the uh, Commonwealth ATM. To, uh, you know, or I'm just going to go down and uh, review my energy. So I'm going to give Alinta Energy a call. Maybe in Look, I feel like
0: time. I might have to beep these guys out because they haven't paid for the sponsorship <laughs> they're right, that giving
1: right. them. That's right. So maybe in big, post, a I'll, I'll, I'll beep those out. <laughs> we're a big time. And
0: I feel like beep is a great place to go. <laughs> don't forget to beep on the way. Because don't beep, then you beep and you beep. So, look, look, I, I, okay, then what about we take it onto the field, 40? They're, yep. they're not wearing any sponsors on their jerseys, but mm-hmm. say the third ball of the oval, uh, over, sorry, Mitchell Stark, he's mic'd up and he goes, guys, I'm bowling this one for beep. Yeah, I'm going to let it rip because I love nothing more <laughs> than after the game, heading down to beep for a big beep burger. This is the, this one's for you guys. And then he runs in and bowls. Oh, what do you look, reckon about that? I,
1: I think it has, I, I like where you're going horse. I feel like, you know, they could be mic'd up and you know, exactly. for a cold, hard earned earth, a cold, hard earned thirst. I'm just going to go down and have a drink of Carlton draft. Hey, <laughs> a uh, a Warner. hey
0: Dave, how, what are you doing this over? Oh, I reckon about the third or the fourth ball of the over. I'm going to go hit a reverse sweep for uh, adult nappies. (laughs) Surely there's other ways.
1: Hey, and this is what we're about. We're bringing solutions to the table. We're not just highlighting problems. We're bringing solutions and I I love it.
2: Look, I think uh, the only thing I can relate this to is the NBA a couple of years ago started allowing sponsors on their jersey, just one little sponsor on one of the sides of the jersey. And I was, I was outraged by it because the one thing I loved about NBA is that their uniforms never showed any, any sponsorship mm. and now they've allowed it in. And to be honest, like it, it now doesn't, doesn't bother me because they, they've just put one little patch, you know, like Orlando Magic. They're sponsored by Disney. So they got Disney on their, on their mm. jersey and then the Nike tick on the other side and it's and that's fine. That's
1: it that's all. That's it.
2: It looks neat. It looks neat exactly. and tidy. Whereas you look exactly. at these uh, Premier League teams, they've got different sponsorships oh, everywhere, all the time. Right jerseys are changing. It, it is full on. Yep. It, it gets great. It gets great. They've got six just different jerseys. Maybe
1: just a bit of product placement. Maybe the stumps. Maybe they could be super dupers. Uh, as you're bowling down, we're going to bowl the super dupers out. <laughs> what do you think, horse? A little bit of product placement. Well, that sounds familiar. Don't they do that in the Big Bash already? Well, they got stickers, but they're not actual Zupa dupers, Oh, you want to make them literal Zuper dupers. <laughs> well, you know. So we'd have to change them at the end of every over yeah. because they're melting away. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, it's a great promotion for Zuperduper.
0: They'd be well oh, he's gone out. The bales have fallen off the zupa duper. But I didn't even I weren't even bowling a ball at the time. Sorry, mate. They're melted away. The bales um, have fallen off. You're gone.
2: Sorry, guys. I've just I've just uh, had word from our producers. Forty has lost the plot. <laughs> hey,
0: why don't, don't we, they? As I said, why we don't we replace some- table? Why don't we replace the ball with Zinger Burgers? <laughs> <laughs> I they love it, be, horse. They're
1: throwing chicken it. fillets. <laughs> yes. Why not? Hey, anything to protect the tradition, the traditionalists of uh, the jerseys. The exactly.
0: Book, we look, there's got to be other ways. Look, we're still wearing our white traditional jerseys. We might be bowling chicken fillets at, <laughs> at melting <laughs> zuperdupers, but the traditionalists love it. Those yeah. those kits are still plain white with nothing on them. Yeah,
1: a little bit of tomato sauce, maybe, or oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> spicy mayo. Yeah. Same well,
0: here's one. Here's one for you, boys.
2: What about tennis cricket just goes away from traditional whites and just goes with their country colours? Oh,
1: friendly, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> this is not one day cricket, mate. Come on.
0: Yeah, next thing you oh. go. And how about instead of five days, we just make it 50 overs? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need to move on.
0: <laughs> I think we do. Well, with that, we have uh, we have run through another, I'm saying a week in sport because it's only a week since we've done this. Thanks for cool. joining us for our week in sport. Now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Incontinence. Chuck another shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's time for the grill. Oh, yeah. Well, the barbecue is sizzling away. And today we are, we're cooking a whole barbecue chook on the grill. So it should be uh, perfectly moist and tender by the time we have finished chatting through our grill question for today and friendy you are the man in charge throw us the question what are we doing
2: well fellas you know there's been uh, obviously we all loved the, the last dance um that documentary and there's been some sporting documentaries about to come out soon there's a kobe Bryant one a kevin garnett one and there's there's many documentaries from way back of 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 times in history where there's been some amazing sporting achievements Whether it's a dynasty or a big time win or whatever it is, what is that? What is a time um, that you've heard of or you've um, been told? You know the stories about where you wish you could go back in time and sit and watch that game live, whether it's at the actual stadium or just watching it on TV live. Just an event in life where you're like, "Oh, I missed out on being able to be there in that moment." So for me, I love NBA. I love basketball, and I've heard of the Larry Bird Magic Johnson rivalry for ever in a day and I wish I could go back and watch those series live and just see what it was like the Mm, time um, you know the atmosphere what people were talking about at that time you know it was before Michael Jordan's day Um, you know what I just want to go back and watch it as I am now where I fully understand the game and and love the game and yeah so what's a sporting event that you're like oh man I've heard so much about it I just want to go back in that time and watch it
1: well friendy. I've probably got a couple. I've got a couple that I would think about it, but one you've sort of kind of picked off me is the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era in the early eighties was phenomenal. I was only a couple of years old, so wasn't really aware of uh, the the greatness of both of those players and the battles they had. I know uh, I would have particularly loved to have been at the 1984 NBA finals game two at Boston Celtics. Lakers won game one in Boston, come back. Now, right at the end, it goes into overtime. Uh, Kevin McHale misses two free throws that would have squared it up. And then James, Irvin uh, Magic Johnson gets the rebound, calls a timeout. And then, anyway, we won't go into the details, but it was a <laughs> phenomenal game. And I, have, I haven't watched the whole game in its entirety, but I've certainly seen a couple of little highlights at the end and the atmosphere would have been electric, but uh, one of the other particular ones I thought is a little bit out of the box, but the rumble in the jungle with yep. Muhammad Ali and oh, George yes. Foreman. Yep, that the was big, on my uh, list as well. Was it? <laughs> oh, I think that would have been incredible. One of Muhammad Ali's greatest fights and in, uh, in Zare, Africa. <clears throat> Zaire, Africa. <clears throat> Zaire. The atmosphere would have been incredible to be a part of.
0: Okay, so where would I go? Uh, look, I've, I've gone back in the annals of history, I've got a couple that I'll throw out there. The first one, I'm not, I'm not a huge athletics fan. Like I enjoy and recognize that it is uh, one of the purest sports out there for sure. Uh, I'm just not an athletics kind of person, but that said witnessing Jesse Owens in the 1936 Olympics where he won four gold in Germany, you know, like, that is a moment in time, seeing him standing on the dais, I seeing him arm in arm with a German who he had beaten. You know, you, you hear about and see those images in history. Just to say you'd been there would have been incredible. Uh, as far as basketball goes, Wilt Chamberlain's hundred-point game. Oh yes, brilliant, just brilliant. To say that you were there, how many people actually get to say that they've seen anyone score a hundred in a professional? Game of basketball. No one else, apart from those people who were there that night, and I don't think it'll ever be beaten. Don Bradman, he played that one game in the NBA, and it was incredible. <laughs> he's, he's another one that would
2: be great to go back but he and watch. Didn't he
0: miss a free throw right at the end to get a hundred? He would have had a hundred-point yeah. average in the NBA, yep. but he went yeah, yeah, Just
2: <laughs> he Just up. on, just on Don Bradman. I actually would have loved to have been at the game where he had to make a certain amount of runs to average a hundred and he got out four. for, was it for four?
1: You need imagine, to make imagine, four. Yeah.
2: imagine the, uh, Oh geez. It would have been crazy being
0: at that. Deflating. So deflating. <laughs> well, thanks for that question. Friendly. Love to even the listeners. What they, they thought for sure. Post that out, put a poll out there, get a question yep. out for some interaction. We'll- a couple more <laughs> polls. We love a poll. Love a good poll. Yep. Well, Lost firm pole. <laughs> on that note, the uh, the chicken is the chicken is ready. Australia, your chicken Ooh. is ready. Now we are at the point of wrapping it up for a, another episode. Before we get to the wrap up and final thoughts, we'll put it out there that in the next episode. Mm. We will have the rumble on the microphones. Randy and Mr. Food Road. Sometimes Ford can be auto-corrected to Food Road. Mr. Ford will be taking each other on in cross-code combat. And there could be a a little bit of spice to this one as well. But now we're at the wrap-up and final thoughts. So thanks again for joining us. We're getting a lot of feedback and emails coming in. So much emails and feedback coming in. We even got an email last week from a woman named Gwen, who said she found our tracks on SoundCloud and thinks we're brilliant. She said, Thanks Gwen. I I really favoured you tunes. She also suggested a site that we join and being such a legitimate email, we'll be pressing that link shortly after the recording. Sounds very
1: legit. Yeah. Sounds very legit horse we'll Gwen. press that
0: link and see what virus we can catch <laughs> now don't forget our email of course is podcastforthecommonman at gmail.com mm. uh, that's where Gwen found us of course <laughs> our Instagram is at thecommonman.podcast dot dot. at thecommonman.podcast before Dotty. I throw it to you friendy you're glad to wrap it up we have 40 who has one more thing that he would like to say
1: oh I just had a final thought my question is why did Kelly Rowland on The Voice pair Emma and Mark together? Both phenomenal singers. Kelly picks Mark <laughs> and Emma, goes home, and then on the other hand, you have Delta pairing a 12-year-old with Mr. G. What's going on? What? Forty, I think
0: you're in the your other podcast, mate, because I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: The Voice horse, The Voice. Everyone loves The Voice. It doesn't oh, make sense. Good on you, Guy
2: Sebastian. I hope Guy gets his $1 million back.
1: Come on.
0: Okay, I honestly don't know what you just said. That did not make sense to me at all. And I don't think Mr. G is on any free-to-air TV at the moment. I think he's in a bit of trouble.
1: Of course, I'm very shocked that you're not a voice fan. The Voice Australia being one of the greatest voice in Geelong, Matt Forster. (laughs) What you would have been all over that. Uh, Look, no, I I can't
0: say that I have been watching The Voice, but... (laughs) We'll keep that in mind. We could do a spin-off. Should we do a spin-off podcast just on The Voice?
1: Maybe Mr. we Voice. could. Maybe we, maybe we could sing the next podcast. I'd be down for that. Oh, <laughs> maybe we man. could see
0: a friend who Friendy turns his chair for.
1: <laughs> that would be great.
0: <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> all right, it's, time get, it's time to get the cling wrap out, I think, horse. <laughs> Is that all we've got?
2: hey look uh, everything's all interesting at the moment Hubs, Victorian team's about to leave Victoria to join New Hubs I'm excited to see how that goes it's been a great uh, episode fellas it's been fun hanging with you guys again and I can't wait for our next episode
1: Awesome. It's something. Hope ridiculous. you keep that. I hope you keep that in the file. Just a random, <laughs> just a random thing. Just cut all the stuff oh, after that, me. That'll go. That'll go at the, again. 40. Forty. That will go. At the end no, of the. No, not the end. A part of the podcast.
0: Succulent. <laughs>